People of Note with Richard Cock. Hello and welcome to People of Note on this Sunday evening. People of Note is a program in which I talk to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of their choice. And it's not often that we have guests in the studio from India and I'm very happy to be able to welcome Augustine Paul who is a conductor, voice trainer and music teacher in the city of Chennai in South India. Welcome. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here with you in Classic FM 10270. I've been very impressed with the music that you play and uh, I am very happy for the people of South Africa. And yeah. what what are you doing here? I'm visiting for a holiday. My son works here in uh, South Africa, Johannesburg. So once a year I plan make it a point to visit. This is my second visit here. And obviously you've been living in Chennai which used to be called Madras. Madras before, yes. yeah. And have you been living there your whole life? No, I moved into Madras when I was about 20 years old after my studies. I studied in the down south even further down south. Then I came to work in Chennai. So at that time it was Madras. Well, as we go through the program, I need to know more about Madras and more about how important uh western classical music is in exactly. India because you have your own very strong Indian music tradition that's as well. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Chennai is a seat of the the head of the Carnatic music which is a uh one of the classical music uh, streams in India. The other big stream is the Hindustani music which is up north. The seat of Carnatic music is Chennai. So there are a lot of musicians there and once a year there's a big festival and a lot of uh visitors from all over the world come to listen to that and there are a lot of music which these people do have now started doing fusion music with the jazz musicians because there's a lot of similarity between jazz music and the carnatic music well we're going to hear all about this as the program goes on but your first choice of music is by Giuseppe Verdi mm. and it's from it's one of the four seasons winter mm. from the Sicilian Vespers Munich Radio Orchestra under Roberto Abbado that's right that was Winter from the Four Seasons by Giuseppe Verdi it's from the Sicilian Vespers and it was the Munich Radio Orchestra under Roberto Abbado the choice of Augustine Paul who's visiting South Africa from India how did you get involved in western classical music see my my father was a church choir director and uh, that is the cathedral see that's most of the churches are an anglican order of service because the british has brought it to India south India so i live in a, lived in a place called Tirunelveli which is down south and uh, the missionaries have come there and started beautiful schools hospitals and my parents were beneficiaries of that my mother worked under a missionary in a school so we all have had been taught to play hymns those days we didn't have pianos we had pedal organs yes. so with those organs we used to play hymns that's how we got introduced to music because the order of service that is uh, done in those churches are strictly an anglican order of service which had the vinaiti the te deum and everything but sung in tamil because the the missionaries have transfer uh, translated into indian languages also but sung in tamil best music best yes, music yes. yeah info in satb arrangements yes. so uh, that was from our age of 8 we started doing that so that's how we got into western classical music So and you've been singing in a choir, choir yeah, since you choir, were young. Yeah, yes. boys choir. So and uh, then I became an alto, then I became a tenor. And when I came to work in Chennai, I started singing tenor in a choir like Bharat Musical Association choir. And uh, Carnatic music is is a different stream where we didn't have enough of training because that is taken up by some some people in a very very um, strict manner. So we never got exposed to that. 
we got exposed to more of Western music than Indian music. And just a matter of interest, are there a lot of uh, Indian people who are involved in Western music? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Because in a little bit of a way, it, I should say, uh, the Christian population in India has to know Western music because they would have done some some kind of music, they would have heard some kind of music in church. So that is an opening. Then by that, through that gate, they enter the Western classical music. From there on, there are good pianists, there are good uh, choral conductors, there are good, everybody sings in a choir. And now people from the other stream, Carnatic also, they want to learn this. They are crossing over now. Okay, and, and your name is not a very Indian name, Augustine yeah, Paul. Yeah, my father has been named Paul by my, my grandfather, who had the name Isaac. All taken from the Bible, I think. Yes. Yeah, so we all have a Bible name. Yes. Yes, all of Okay. My and son's name is Daniel, so so that okay. be a Bible So you're name. continuing the tradition. Exactly. Yes. And is there a um, a big Christian population in India? Yeah, it is. It is a it, India has a good population, but it, I won't say it is equally spread over the country. Uh, like South Africa, we are South India. Yes. Uh, there, there's four states: Tamil Nadu, Karnataka, Kerala, and Andhra. These are the four states which make the South India. That has got a good population of Christians. Because of early settlement, settlement by, by, by missionaries, missionaries and exactly. Well, your next choice is definitely from that sort of tradition by Joseph Haydn, The Heavens Are Telling from yes. the Creation. That was The Heavens Are Telling from the Creation by Joseph Haydn. Heather Harper, Robert Tier were two of the soloists with the Choir of King's College, Cambridge, under Sir David Wilcox. And my guest tonight is Augustine Paul, who is a conductor, voice trainer, and music teacher in the city of Chennai in South India, which used to be Madras. Now, I see you hold uh, various diplomas and degrees. You, you've got a master's degree in English. English, that's right. Studied where? That is called the Tinalveri, uh, a town which is famous for education, where a lot of uh, institutions were started by the Britishers. And uh, that when I was studying English, uh, we had very good professors who had masters in different subjects. A professor who was dedicated to Shakespeare, another professor who was dedicated to phonetics. So, like that, we learned English in a very, very, very in a in a deep way. Yes, and English is the official language of India, is it? No, it not. Is, Hindi is the Hindi. Hindi is the official language, but everyone can manage with English all over the country. Yes, if you don't know Hindi, you speak English. Yeah, that's right. So a lot of people speak. A lot English. of speak, people can follow that. Yeah. Even a, a taxi driver will help you yes. with some if you ask him in English. So and you've lived all your life in that area, and you obviously you did some study also through Trinity College Trinity. in London. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they have uh, uh, examining boards coming and doing exams in in uh, India. That's the only way through which we can. Uh, certify anything because we do not have any conservatories there. Yes. Still, not a single conservatory. Are there conservatories for Indian music? Yeah, of yes. course. Many. 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 Even the big universities have departments of Indian music. They can do their masters in uh, arts in Indian music also. Yes. But Western music is a little uh, add on subject which they can learn, but yeah. they, they cannot uh, qualify. Because it's very interesting to me that many Eastern countries, further east than India, let's say, China, Hong Kong. Korea, Hong Kong, Japan have taken to Western music in a big way, exactly. but not in India. Yeah, see, that is because of the, I would say, because of the, the, the organizational setup. We, we do not have a governmental support which sets up orchestras. Now, we have managed the whole of India, you know, the population of India and the size of India. We have one symphony orchestra based in Bombay. 
Let's stop there for a moment. We're going to hear some more music, and then we're going to hear about this orchestra. We're going to hear some <coughs> music by Johann Sebastian Bach now. This is for his, from his Brandenburg Concerto Number no. 1. That was the first movement of the Brandenburg Concerto Number no. 1 by Johann Sebastian Bach, played by the CPE Bach Chamber Orchestra under Peter Schreier. And, as I told you but earlier, my guest tonight is Augustine Paul, who comes from Chennai in South India. And you were just telling me, Augustine, about this uh, symphony in Bombay. Yeah. Now, um, does that give regular concerts? Yeah, they are be- becoming very active. But the, the vision that uh, the, the people, the, the sponsors, are the Tata people who, who supported this cause. Oh, the Tata motor cars. Yeah, yeah. Yes. they are the ones who have been supporting this. They said it has to become fully Indian over a period of time. In terms of the members? Members. Yes. The, well, it started entirely with the uh, population from the uh, Kazakhstan. They are the artists who are playing now. There are not from many Kazakhstan? Indi- yes. How bizarre are, is that? Yeah. They are the ones who were able to come and join this orchestra yes. for the amount of money that they were able to give them. Yes. And they find Bombay very good. So they come and stay there. It is about 90% Kazakh people there. And who is the conductor has an interpreter by his side who speaks, always interprets it for them. Uh, a sprinkling of Indians are there now. Yes. Uh, one in the bass section, one by first violin. Youngsters are boldly going to... But growing. Uh, growing, growing. Yes. But I don't know when it will become fully Indian. But in that idea, this is based in Bombay. They don't travel much within India. They perform mostly in Bombay. So, for example, your uh, Bollywood... Mm. All of those films have film scores. Exactly. Where are those recorded? Recorded in, uh, Bom- in Bollywood is done in Bombay. Yes. Hollywood, uh, we call it. Uh, it's uh, Tamil and uh, the southern languages are done in Chennai. We have good artists playing. So, for what the do you call those ones? Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> because it's mostly done in a place called Kodumbakam, which starts with a K. Yes. We call it Hollywood. Yeah. So that's the South Indian films. Bollywood is the Bombay one. <laughs> And uh, they have very good artists, who yes. uh, session artists who play in the studios. Okay. They are very good, but they, they are not willing to give up the job and come and join a symphony orchestra yes. for okay. seasons, even for four seasons, yes. um, going for three weeks or four weeks. They are not willing yes. to do that because they lose their uh, regular sessions in the studios. Yes. And in the process, they have lost a good chance of playing classical music. Yes. Some of them take time off during Sundays and sit together and play some music, but it's not very well organized. Well, I mean, I guess Bollywood and Hollywood produce a, a lot of films. A lot so, of film music. So they kept pretty busy, these guys. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's an amazing story. Give us a bit of history, though, because I see your, your Madras Musical Association Choir has been going since 1893. Exactly. That's old. Very old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because uh, they had a very good population of, uh, of foreigners who lived in Chennai. Yes. And for their own entertainment, they built a, a theater called the Muse- a Museum Theater, it's called now, which is a replica of Royal Albert Hall. Replica of Royal Albert Hall in a miniature, yes. which seats 600 people. It's All a right. circular one. Let's just hold it there for a moment. We're going to hear some Mozart now. This is the famous piece, the Ave Verum Corpus. That was the Ave Verum Corpus sung, indeed, by the Madras Musical Association Choir. And were you conducting? Exactly. I'm, I've been, con- I, this recording is conducted by me. Okay. And so you run this choir? Yeah. How big is it? It is uh, a, a, a collection of about 80 to 100 singers now. 
Uh, the last concert that we did, like what you did, uh, Messiah, we did it with 100 voices. Yes. And uh, a orchestra, string orchestra of about 20, 30. Uh, so this choir is now about uh, 100 strong. Uh, and, and it gives regular concerts. Yes, yes, about five to six concerts a year. And uh, we do a variety of uh, uh, music also. We do pure classical music. Uh, then we do some light music also, it's like from uh, musical theater work also we do. Then we do some of the modern arrangements of uh, Queen's uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, yes, those yes. kind of arrangements. And one or two Indian music set to harmony also yes. we do. I do arrange a few uh, uh, Indian music. I have done some arrangements for uh, choir also. We do these things when we go out for competitions and all. We do this kind of uh, tricky Indian music yes. things uh, set to in a 7-8 or a 5-8 yes. to make it a little more complicated. So, and this, uh, as I see here, your choir has been going since 1893, and you've done tours as well. You to Italy, yeah, yeah. Austria. That's right. With the choir. With the choir, yeah, yes. that's right. So, the, uh, we are, see, when, when people visit India, we do collaborations with them, and they like our participation, and uh, so they invite us. And uh, the choir is also now a little tuned to the touring. Even though we have to shell out a lot of money, people are willing to do it. So, for the first time when I did this, and went to Coventry to sing with the Sir David Wilcox, and uh, the, it's called the Church Music Festival. That is an inspiration which keeps me going even now. Yeah. Any time I think about Sir Wilcox, and his way he conducts and jumps and and uh, I I've sung under him till he was 90 in Rome when he conducted uh, Puccini's uh, Missa di Breva. So these are inspirations for us, which we pass it on to the next uh, generation yes. people, and they. Once they come for one trip with us to the uh, country, then it becomes, they get hooked to it. Yeah. I went, did his Bach choir ever go to India? Bach choir, no. No. They, had, they haven't come. Because yet. he came here, okay. uh, Sir David Wilcox came yeah. here okay. with his Bach choir on, okay. on two occasions, actually. Okay. Um, and we did the Verdi Requiem mm. one time, mm. and then another time we did a piece called African Sanctus. Wow. And Carmina Burana. Carmina Burana also. Yes. Okay. Okay. So is that something you've done in... Yes, Carmina Burana we have done, but we do not have an orchestra to support us. Yes. But we played it with the piano. Yes. And It uh, works very well yeah. in that sense. And uh, fortunately, we went to Vienna on the invitation of the Vienna University Choir. And the University Music Director is an Indian. Okay. Have you heard about Vijay Upadhyaya? No. He is a conductor and uh, composer also. He is resident in uh, Austria, in Vienna. So he came for a concert to Chennai and he invited us to come. So we took a choir of 50 and joined him to do Verdi's Requiem. Wonderful. 250-voice uh, choir and a 100-piece orchestra. I'm talking to Augustine Paul, who is a conductor of the Madras Musical Association Choir, which is uh, over 125 years old now, and it's based in Chennai. The next piece of music we're going to hear is a traditional African-American spiritual called Crucifixion. That was the wonderful vocalist called Marian Anderson singing Crucifixion, a traditional African-American spiritual, a long way from India. But I presume you have uh, an interesting crossover of music also from from your Indian traditional music, South Indian and North Indian, yeah. which which blends with Western music. It is, I won't say it is blends with, if I should say it, it's a little yoked by violence together. Yes. Or, but at, we try doing it, but once it is done well, it, it is something very interesting. 
Well, I'm thinking also of someone like Ravi Shankar, who yeah, managed exactly, to, exactly. to blend the two. He is the one who, who, yeah. who exposed it. And El Subramaniam Doctor, he is another uh, uh, one who is an exponent, violin exponent. He was really good and he he's composed some of nice uh, uh, fusion work. And uh, some of the classical uh, orchestras all over the world, they love to play Indian music. So last time when a, a German orchestra came to Chennai, they wanted to play the Indian national anthem and they couldn't find a orchestral score. So I arranged it for them, It's though it's a one-minute one piece, so I arranged it for the symphony orchestra. And uh, when they heard the sound, they said, shall we play one more piece? So I gave another piece, which is two minutes long. So the Indian music, when they hear it, because it's done in uh, modes, which are limited in uh, uh, notes, it may not be an eight-note eight mode, more, may be confined to five notes, like a pentatonic, uh, or something like that. So and it gives a very unique sound and and when you do Indian music there's no deviation it's like entirely on the mode no modulations yes no accidentals so it's entirely on the mode so they have a, a different unique sound the exotic sound so they love to play Indian music well I'm sure it's going to grow there and I see you've got other groups as well you've got uh, another group called Octet Cantabile and another chromatics. ensemble called Chromatics these That's are all right. run by you you must yes. be a busy man. Yeah, I, my wife says that she gets to see me once a week. <laughs> so I work with these groups through the week. It's yes. not only the weekends. The weekends, we do not work much. We work through the week. I have dedicated days for each group. So the Octet Cantabile is a, uh, it's celebrating 25th anniversary this year. We have a mega concert in July as I go back. This is a group of eight which I formed in 1994. Uh, actually uh, uh, designed or copying the the swingle singers okay they are our idols so we follow their music very much and you sing that type that of music, type of music exactly yeah. we do that we try to do m most of their arrangements and king singers and 1812 words are like this thing things we try to attempt yeah and i see also with that choir you travel so you must travel quite a lot god's grace i have seen a few concerts around the world we have done concerts and the last time we were uh, with the uh, Tally Scholars in London, when they did a couple of festival and competition, um, Mr. F Peter Phillips and uh, yes. the Tally Singers, they, we, we had a very nice one. And uh, we had a j joy of meeting Arvo Pert also there. He was a featured uh, uh, composer that for that year. Well, here comes some choral music. This is by George Frederick Handel, For Unto Us a Child is Born. That was the English concert and choir under Trevor Pinnock singing for unto us a child is born from Handel's Messiah. And that's uh, actually where you and I met was in, in Nelson Mandela, Mandela Square when we were performing exactly. Handel's Messiah and you came up to the stage to say that's hello right. to me. That's yeah. right. The little thing that I brought for you is the traditional way of honoring a, a, a maestro after a concert. Instead of giving flowers, yes, they do that. They it's they a give beautiful shawl. Shawl, yes. It's they do that to honor the maestro when after the concerts. What a nice way to do it! <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you very much for that. That is a very beautiful concert. I really enjoyed sitting there, and uh, and your three solos were superb. Yeah. When I saw the tenor solos, I was wiping my eyes and seeing whether it's dust off the baritone who's singing yes. solos yes he was excellent he was uh, yes yeah, he was yeah very we good. had very good solos that was uh, Nick Nicolaides yeah Nicolaides, that he was yeah. talking about and in fact 
uh, Nick Nicolaides has just left to go and live in Canada now. Okay. Are they all from? Uh, they're all from South Africa, South Africa. But, but but Nicholas has just moved, moved. there with his family because oh, okay. his wife has gone oh, to okay. work there. That's beautiful. Yeah. So and do you have good soloists in India? Yes, I'm very happy and proud that I have soloists who can tackle all the solos in the uh, in the book Messiah. So we have uh, my soprano line is about forty, and out of which about uh, twenty are qualified singers. So what we do, we do three concerts of Messiah, and each time a different soprano will sing a solo. Uh, so uh, I have choose five of them to do one will do we cannot have one soloist doing the entire yes, all soprano yes. solos so one will do rejoice one will do um, uh, if God be for us and one will, one will do uh, I know that my redeemer but and the next all, concert all members of your yes uh, exactly teams, we yeah. don't have any guessing or singing yes. solos we have soloists for each from yes. uh, from the choir itself you know just thinking of your Madras Musical Association I once met someone and this is uh a strange coincidence who uh, had sung in something called the Calcutta Glee Club. Glee Club. Okay. Do you know about this? No, I have heard about it. Yes. But Calcutta has slowly lost everything in yes. classical music except a few chamber orchestra yeah. happening there. They are also, the artists are all fully busy with the films. They are not willing yes. to play classical music. Okay. And Delhi has got some good, good music happening. It's all with the help of the uh, the expats. Yes. Expats and the diplomats who come. Of which there are many in Delhi. Many in Delhi. Yeah. So they g come together during Christmas alone. Yes. And they produce some music. Yeah. Well, I think it's amazing that these uh, music societies and associations have stayed and evolved and developed and that you're in charge of one another. I think it's wonderful. And here comes some more music now by Mozart. This is from his Requiem, the fa famous Kyrie Eleison. That was the Kyrie Eleison from the Requiem Mass by Mozart. Tenebre with a group performing with the Chamber Orchestra of Europe under Nigel Short. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. I'm Richard Koch, and my guest in the studio tonight is Augustine Paul, who is a conductor, voice trainer, and music teacher in the city of Chennai in South India. That used to be Madras. And he's also the director of the Madras Musical Association Choir and two other ensembles, also the Octet, Cantabile, and Chromatics. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to People of Note on Classic 1027. This program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8. I'm Richard Koch, and my guest tonight is Augustine Paul, who hails from India. He's just here for a brief holiday in South Africa, but it's wonderful to be able to catch up with you and find out what goes on in music in India. You obviously keep in a lot of choirs because it seems to me that choirs and orchestras visit India. That's right. See, uh, the, the moment any uh, foreign orchestra plans a trip to India, the first uh, location that they look at is Bombay because it's a cultural center there and a lot of activities happen there. They have good halls to perform. That's the main thing. They have good concert halls to perform there. So they go there. And they want to visit down south because it's a place of tourists interest. A lot of uh, sculptures are there near Chennai. And uh, like your Cape of Good Hope, we have Cape Comorin, which is the southernmost tip of India. Cape of Co Cape Comorin, yes. where three oceans meet. So they even we go visiting places, and uh, when the children come, I tell them, "See, this is little lower than this one. This is higher. <laughs> this is lower." They really look at it. <laughs> then we say, "This is blue in color. This is green in color. This will be uh, light, uh, depending on the sky's color." So like the three seas meet there, and it, so people come down to, because we can sit in standing in one place. You can see the sunrise and sunset. 
so people come to visit that place so when they come like that they plan now we have shown them that we too have halls we too have a very good uh, audience so now more orchestras are visiting chennai also the only big thing that we are not able to fund is the funding the big orchestra vienna philharmonic wants to come but we don't have the money to invite israeli philharmonic wants to come but we don't have the money in bombay there are people who can do that so many many orchestras are visiting india now and if they come to singapore they are knocking and saying can we visit you also it's about 4 hours flight and of course you are served by by a big airport and so on exactly so, yeah. the, the traffic is very good we have hotels very good hotels and the concert halls are also okay not great like the it's not dedicated for uh, classical yes. music but the little theater i was talking about the Al- royal albert hall miniature yes. is a very beautifully suited for classical music with a nice dome and the acoustics is really good and it's a very personal recitals that we do yes. now we squeezed in 100 voices and a 30 piece orchestra onto the stage this time when we did uh, messiah yeah cuz if you started in 1893 you've just had your what 125th anniversary yeah yeah I think that's amazing. That's right. It is a, it is a, it is a, for, I'm fortunate to be there at the helm of affairs at that point of time. Yes. And when we celebrated our we had a big concert for millennium for the year 2000 for which we invited uh, uh, Sir Wilcox to come and conduct a 200 voice choir. We put together a, an augmented choir but he was due, due to his uh, health he said I can't make it but Paul Liddington right came. He was there with us for the concert he conducted us. and uh, with two pianos yes. we did a piano duo from uh, us uh, nilson and young yes they've been playing together for 35 years so they used to come for this festival so they joined us for this uh, concert so we have had the pleasure of singing with uh, paul reddington right in india yes and do you have young people yes, involved yes in my choir if you can see that uh, the brochure there yes the the other one so next and this choir is uh, average age is now about 30 yes uh this is a picture of the choir and the orchestra and uh, the the scene is changing now those those days when i entered the classical music scene in the 80s it was uh, old people singing for old people now it's a lot of young people have come in and my younger soprano is about 18 19 we make sure that they have to be in college and we call it school and college there so the, they can they can come to join the choir and are a lot of these young people now actually studying music also studying music also they cannot do do full time music yes. and they do uh, their regular college course and music also and when they finish the college course there are at least 10 of my students now studying all over the world now yes. there are people who are in the US there's one boy in Germany now like there are people going out studying music, music yes. full time music yeah. after finishing their basic studies here they move to do uh music out say the country and just because it doesn't make very good radio but i've got in front of me a beautiful picture of the madras musical association choir and symphony orchestra all of them by the look of it are from india yeah all of yeah. them so there are no expatriates here there are one or two we have one german girl and one girl from sikh yes sikhoslovakia so they whenever yeah. they come on one we had a girl who's uh, from germany who was a diplomat who was working in the consulate there she sang alto in the choir like that whenever they come to india they join they join the choir yeah. so all any point of time we'll have one or two experts sitting there yeah. in the choir no it's wonderful and a lot of young people in the choir too which is a good uh, sign because then the future of the choir is exactly. assured 
Let's listen to some more music now. This is another piece by Mozart, Eine Kleine Nachtmusik. People of Note with Richard Koch. That was the first movement of Eine Kleine Nachtmusik by Mozart. The performance was given by Capella Istropolitana under Wolfgang Sobotka. And I noticed, talking of instrumental music, that uh, you yourself have conducted just purely instrumental music. I assume most of your work is with choirs. Quite, that's right. But I see you've recently conducted a Mozart Symphony. 35. Uh, and, and opera. It's, it's interesting to hear the sort of music you sing. So most of it is like the Western choral tradition, but you also do opera, for example. That's right. This is a, a rather a new venture in uh, Chennai because in uh, Chennai we have a lot of choral music and the tradition is very good. So it's easy to carry on, but very difficult to bring in uh, opera into Chennai and make people listen to it before that making uh, voices to try to train and do this kind of work. So in the new millennium, I was able to convince, uh, bring some of those youngsters to do operatic music. In the process, they were appearing for their exams with Trinity, so naturally it was a demand, so they had started. Once they got to sing one or two arias from the opera, they realized the depth of it, and then they wanted to perform it. So we formed this little group called the Chromatics, where we have uh, 11 soloists and two pianists to accompany. We each one chooses one, one big opera piece and one li little leader from Germany or German or uh, Italian art song. We put together a concert. So it's no choral music there, yes. only solos. And do all these different groups that you have, octet, cantabile, and chromatics, do they all fall under the Madras Musical you know, Association? They, no, they are independent. Independent. independent but there will be an overlap. These people may be singing in that choir, some of them. It's an overlap of that. Yeah. But they are all independent. And somebody has to employ you. This can't be your hobby. It is still a hobby. Still a hobby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In fact, for to be a part of this, we have to pay our annual fee. Yes. And no conductor is paid, no accompanist is paid. Because we earn money d but through the day and spend money for music <laughs> later in the evening. <laughs> so you have a day job as well. Yes, I have a day job of teaching. That, that brings yes. in money. And after seven, whatever happens, I spend money on music. Goodness me. So you have a very busy life. Not course, I'm not yeah, surprised your wife only sees you <laughs> one day a week. <laughs> Even though she sings with me in a choir, yes. in the Madras Musical Association yes. Choir, she sings soprano there. But the other two groups she's not part of. So every day there'll be a rehearsal, a rehearsal happening somewhere. So, so here comes a piece sung by the University of Pretoria Camerata under Michael Barrett. It's called Locus Iste. It's by Anton Bruckner. That was Locus Iste by Anton Bruckner, sung by the University of Pretoria Camerata under Michael Barrett. And just off air, Augustine Paul, who's my guest in People of Note, was telling me that your choir has sung that in Vienna. Yeah, with the Vienna University Choir at the, uh, at the uh, Vienna Concert House. Uh, we sang all the three, Ave Maria, um, Locus Iste, and... Uh, the next one is Os uh, Post, oh, yeah. Yes. They're wonderful pieces. Exactly. Yeah, wonderful. We, I've sung them with my choir too. Yes. So, you're, I mean, we talked earlier about your choir traveling and, and the cost because it's a long way from India to Europe. Exactly. Yeah. So, so the, they raise money by doing concerts or? No, that's not like individually they, they we give them a, a, a letter saying that so and so is going abroad to sing with the choir like this. If they can go and get some sponsors from somebody, it's welcome. Otherwise, they'll bear the the travel. Air travel is yes. borne by them, and uh, mostly the hospitality is borne by the uh, people who invite us. Yes, but sometimes we have to pay a part of it also. It's a big money, but over the year they save that, and uh, 
Do you go somewhere every year? Once in two years. Once in two years. When I go back, the choir is going to Singapore uh, to sing three concerts on, in September. Always so with another choir? Mostly. We yes. would like, wherever we go, we try to do some yes. uh, collaboration with them. So they come back to sing in India. So it's, we get a great joy of so are you singing with choirs. contemplating a visit to South Africa? That's exactly what we have to do <laughs> next. Of course, South Africa, this this music and uh, our music, we should certainly meet once. Yes. We should. Well, we can discuss that and see exactly. what we can come up with. But here comes the other piece that you sang in Vienna, the Ave Maria by Anton Bruckner. That was Ave Maria by Anton Bruckner, sung by the Stuttgart Chamber Choir under Frieda Bernius. The choice of Augustine Paul, who's my guest in People of Note tonight. He is from... Chennai, which used to be called Madras, and he runs the Madras Musical Association Choir, uh, which has been going since 1893, so it's 126 years old now, which I have to say is older than most musical organizations throughout the world. It must be one of the oldest in the world. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some in Europe are probably older, but Certainly, uh, I don't know anything in South Africa that's been going since 1893, so I think it's an amazing in record. And I see you've sung in some uh, some bigger venues also, like, uh, for example, the Asia-Pacific Choir Games. Yeah, that's right. Tell us about that. This is an initiative by the, the German Interkultur organization. They have it in two places. One's an Asia-Pacific one. Next is the World Choir Games. So when it came close to us, that is Sri Lanka, we thought we'll jump in for that. Because the travel cost is easier, and uh, going to Sri Lanka is not a, it's a shorter travel for us. So we went for that, and we appeared, uh, we took part in two categories, and one we got a gold assessment, and one we got a silver one. And we had very good uh, exposure to the other uh, choirs also, many of them from uh, Indonesia. Indonesian choirs were really good. And we were very happy that we could be assessed as a gold uh, assessment for the, the classical side of it. It was... Uh, so just tell us about other choirs in India. Are there are there several choirs like yours? Exactly. In Chennai, we have about at least about 10 to 12 choirs. Really? Yeah, 10 oh. to 12 choirs, but they're not as large yes, as this yes. or not as consistent as this. And are they connected to churches? So, uh, apart from Some. church choirs. I'm, I'm talking about apart? choirs apart from okay. church choirs. About 10 choirs at least will be there. Who, who, but they will come together during a season. They, they're not very regular. Thanks to the organization, that the, the Madras Musical Association, apart from the choir, is an organization which has a, elec a elected body with a president and a secretary and a committee members who run the association. I am the music director. So when I, they ask me, what shall we do next year? So I give them proposals. And they say, okay, this is feasible, this is not feasible. We'll do this, we'll do this. Why don't we do this? They'll propose. Then I'll say, okay, we'll do that also. So this is managed by a very good uh, governing body. So that's why it's going on irrespective of who's there or who's not there. Now, when I came away after finishing Messiah, my associate is conducting the cantata, Easter cantata. So he'll take care of the choir when I'm away. So we have uh, all... Succession, succession. plan. Yes. So I have three three other conductors who can take over any time. So it's not only me. So yes. that's how it has happened with many other choirs which have fizzled out after the yes. passing away of the conductor. So but that's why it's been going so going long, long. Because it's, it's got a good organization. organization. Yeah. That's wonderful. And though it's an organization that doesn't have very big funds or anything, every concert is is planned in such a way that the money comes in, supports the concert, it's spent, and that's it. There's nothing much coming out of it. We do not have a long uh, annual or a long-term plan of making funds and keeping it there. And you say that 
in other cities, there's good sponsorship. For example, in uh, Mumbai. Mumbai, yes, uh, but not in not in Chennai much. In Chennai. Chennai for every concert, we have to approach people. There are people who will part with this. It is not mainly for the cause of music, but for the pe- cause of uh, people who are doing that particular yes. event. They they get connected with that. Yeah. Because the economy in India has been doing well recently. Exactly, yes. it's, it's doing very well, and yeah. we should say we are happy a lot. We we, we are yes. uh, getting whatever we want. We have uh, freedom to travel. We have uh, enough, ma- mostly uh, enough of uh, resources to keep ourselves uh, happy and country. Though we have a very wide range of climate, which which is uh, people say Africa heat. No. In India, it's hot. Today, it's real heat. Real heat. Now, now today, now they are forty degrees Celsius. Now we are enjoying twenty-one here. Yes. It's burning forty there. Yeah. Gosh, some instrumental music now. This is by Frederick Chopin, the Fantasy Impromptu in C sharp minor, played by South African pianist Vessel van Veik. That was Vessel van Veik playing the Fantasy Impromptu in C sharp minor by Frederick Chopin, the choice of Augustine Paul, my guest in People of Note, and as you can hear. He comes from India. He's been talking about the Madras Musical Association Choir. And also, I was just looking because our next, your next choice is by Franz Schubert. And you said that your group chromatics, they often choose like uh, a leader to yeah. sing or a lead to sing. And uh, Schubert, quite a few Schubert and Brahms songs and Mozart and Schumann uh, as the first half of the program. So they certainly do a wide variety of music and obviously enjoy it and it's mostly young people exactly this this singers all this, the chromatics is uh, average age is about 20 and uh, they are all they have some of them have done their german studies also so they go to the the max muller bound the Goethe institute and learn german as a language also and of course they they sing italian quite well so we do they start with the leader and then they try to do operatic arias and now there are a couple of sopranos who do the queen of the nights also yeah so tell us about some of the famous um indian musicians i'll tell you what we're going to do we're going to listen to anden mont first by franz schubert this is uh, christian stottain who's the soprano accompanied by josef breinl and then we're going to talk about famous indian musicians that was christian stottain the soprano singing anden mont by franz schubert she was accompanied by josef breinl and this is the choice of Augustine Paul, who's my guest in People of Note. Augustine, there have been famous Indian musicians, w- sort of world stature. Um, Ravi Shankar, we mentioned earlier, but he's he plays the sitar, sitar. which is a traditional Indian, Indian instrument. Sitar. But then we have people like Zubin Mehta. Mehta yeah. Yes. Now, how did he come to be a conductor of such note? Or was he brought up in the West? How, how did that he, happen? No, he lived in Bombay. Yes. And his father is a good violinist. Yes. So every Sunday, this he, and they were all playing for the Bollywood at the time. Okay. So he brings his own friends at home. And Sunday afternoon, they used to be playing Haydn's uh, string quartets. So he has always been listening to this kind of music. And there is a little community called the Parsi community, which is the supporters of Western classical music. They have a big tradition of Western classical music in Bombay. The Tatas also belong to that. The Tatas are big millionaires and they support Western classical music very much. And uh, Mehili Mehta, that is father of uh, uh, Zubin, was in Bombay. He's a good violinist. He went abroad to study, la- learn music again. He came back and he founded the Mehili Mehta's uh, uh, music he used to conduct and Zubin used to be assisting him. When he turned 18 or 19, his mother said, why don't you go and study music abroad now itself? Why do you want to wait like your father? 
So he took the chance and he was one of the first early pioneers who went to Europe to study music. He went to Vienna University, studied the music. Then he turned he he went to study music as a string player. Then he became a conductor and he took off from there as a big conductor. And he's a real pride of India. I'm I I'm I'm his fan and I follow his conducting patterns and uh, Does he come back to India to plow back? Yeah, of course, of yes. course. He he's got a formed a foundation called the Mahili Mehta Foundation, which supports music in Bombay very much. And he whenever he comes, he always does does a concert in uh, Bombay. Any orchestra, Israeli Philharmonic or the Australian uh, World Orchestra, everything he brings, he'll certainly do one in Bombay. And maybe there are other musicians too. Tell us, are there some others? You this uh, Vijay Upadhyaya I am talking about is another young man from, uh, from Lucknow, which is up north. He followed the footsteps of uh, Zubin Mehta. He said, Zubin has gone, why not I? So he went and studied in Vienna and he got to stay in Vienna University as a teacher. And he's a conductor of note around that area. And incidentally, when the Chinese Philharmonic Orchestra visited uh, Vienna, the principal conductor fell sick, and they they had and uh, had to cancel the concert. Then they said, "This man is an Asian man, who has a little uh, knowledge of Indian Asian Asian music. Why didn't you go and meet him?" So they went with the score and met him, and he studied the score for three days, and he conducted the orchestra. And uh, the the Chinese soprano soloist landed on the day, and she was they were, f- were waiting for her, because they were not willing to cancel the uh, concert. He conducted the concert, and she happened to be the president's wife. So she invited him back to China, and now he's a conductor emeritus for the Chinese Philharmonic Orchestra. Okay, and That's he has done some fusion compositions, which we premiered in uh, Chennai also. So this is a, he's he's not very well known outside because he doesn't conduct many other orchestras. But he's the principal uh, music uh, uh, man in charge in the Vienna University. Well, I think let's listen to your choir again. Now, this is the choir of the Madras Musical Association, and they're going to sing a piece by John Rutter, The Lord Bless Bless You and and Keep You. That was John Rutter, uh, The Lord Bless You and Keep You. The choice of Augustine Paul, and in fact, that was his choir singing under his direction. And that was recorded in Chennai. Chennai. Yes, and so you've got recording studios there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all happening in Chennai. But now, uh, you yourself, uh, do you play a... I play the piano. Piano. Yeah, and I play the guitar also. Yes. uh, With the octet cantabile, we do not use piano. Uh, So I play the guitar for them. Because we do a lot of uh, Indian stuff uh, in harmony, four-part harmony. And this has been received very well by both Indians abroad and for Western musicians who hear this. Because our recordings will have a lot of Indian instruments also in it. So I play guitar for that also. It sounds as though you have a fantastic life. I yes, think. musically it has been a very blessed life in yes. Chennai. Yeah. And you're still going to continue for many years. Yes, and the joy of meeting musicians like you yes. in another land and talk about our, the common factor, which is Western classical music. This really uh, makes me feel very happy. And it keeps us young. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Here comes a famous song by Franz Schubert. This is Die Forella. It's not sung this time. It's played on the cello by Misha Maisky, and he's accompanied by Daria Hovora. That was the famous song Die Forella, the Trout, by Franz Schubert in a version for cello and piano played by Misha Maisky, and he was accompanied by Daria Hovora. The choice of Augustine Paul, who's my guest in People of Note. So, Augustine, you're conducting more and more as you go on in your life, more and more instrumental music and working with orchestras and so on. 
Is this a, a direction that you can develop more in Chennai? In Chennai, uh, in my opinion, or in, as far as people could remember, this was the first time that a full symphony was played. Very first time a full symphony was played by a local orchestra. Yes. This orchestra that we have formed is all constituting of boys and girls from colleges and schools, none of them from the films. It is entirely an amateur orchestra. Yes. They are like the choir. So they are, they are not paid. They come every Sunday for a rehearsal. And the first time they are playing a symphony together. And, and I, I could still remember the, the sound that they made in the first rehearsal. I never imagined that we'll, I'll reach to play this on stage. But it's so exciting when exciting. that happens. Every yeah. Sunday they grew. Every yes. Sunday they grew. So I'll have strings one, one Sunday, woodwinds one Sunday, then the brass will come on Sunday. And when the trumpeter takes his trumpet to the mouth, I'll be holding my breath. Hey, wait for one more bar, one more bar. If he blows one more bar. So that is how it was. Yeah. Then yeah. They, they have never played under a conductor. So this is a very, very young orchestra. And they excited when they played one through one full symphony in yes. all the movements. So we wrote uh, to uh, Zubin saying that we are doing this. So he sent a note to me saying, what else can be the befitting one to celebrate 125th anniversary, Mozart symphony. So we are very pleased that he acknowledged that. That's and uh, now this is a very young orchestra. It's yes. only two years old. We are trying to push the orchestra a little more and go ahead in that line, which is something new in Chennai. Uh, symphony orchestra playing a local symphony orchestra is the very first time. Well, I'm sure it will grow. And then one day you'll be able to play something like this, which is the first movement of the Symphony Number no. 5 by Beethoven. Beethoven's. That was the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra under Sir Simon Rattle playing the first movement of the Symphony Number no. 5 by Ludwig van Beethoven, the choice of Augustine Paul, my guest in People of Note. So Simon Rattle, when he was uh, conducting Berlin, and the last before he left uh, Berlin, we, we were able to see it in the live concert and the digital concert in, in the German uh, cultural center in Chennai. They'll play all the recordings of the live shows. The one week later, they'll play it here. So we as a group, about 20 of us will go with the scores, sit in the last row, open the score with lights, and we'll be watching the orchestra. That's how, that's a, that's a very good learning of all the pieces. Of course, yeah, We you take the scores, pocket scores, and we sit in follow the score and listen to the orchestra playing. Simon Rattle's interpretations were amazing. Yeah, and of course you can learn a lot by watching other exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think it's an amazing story and for those of you who are perhaps contemplating visiting India, uh, then Chennai is obviously the place exactly. to go. Please welcome all of you are welcome. We will see a very interesting, diverse cultures in uh, Chennai. And looking back, we have a lot of similarities your struggle for freedom, our struggle for freedom, and what we benefited before the freedom and how we have managed after the freedom. This is a really a lot of similarities between South yes. Africa and India. You should, uh, and a lot of Indians sir, come and settled here a long time ago. Yeah, and in uh, fact, I think the biggest Indian city outside of India is, is Durban. Durban. Durban, yes. Exactly. So uh, it's very, very interesting. We have a big uh, connection. Lots of links between links, our yes, countries. Yes. So there you are, listeners. If you're going to India, Make a turn to Chennai, and you can go and listen to a concert there, if you're lucky, when it's happening, by the Madras Musical Association, because it sounds as though they're very busy and putting on lots of things. And we talked about Symphony Number no. 35. Here is the first movement of the Hafner Symphony by Mozart, played by the Cleveland Orchestra under George Zell. That was the first movement of the Symphony Number no. 35 by Mozart, the very one that was played uh, recently in Chennai. 
It's by Mozart, and it was played there by the Cleveland Orchestra under George Zell, the choice of Augustine Paul, my guest in People of Note. We're sort of coming close to the end of the program now, Augustine. What about the the near future? What are you doing over the next year with your choir? Have you chosen your program? And this uh, second half of the year is going to be a focus on church music because we are doing three church music concerts. And the trip to Singapore is to do concerts in three churches. So it's all church music. I've kind of formalized the, the program. We'll start rehearsal from June 1st week. And uh, the rehearsal pattern is going is like every Monday is only we rehearse. And we cannot meet on any other day because uh, the place is not available any other day. And the people are committed to different things. Mondays is MMA day. So if everything is calculated by 12 Mondays, 13 Mondays, we have 20 Mondays. And the choir has been given a target that uh, they can miss three practices for this season. If they miss more than three, then they're out of it. So they, they'll count their Mondays. So that's how strict the attendance is. Uh, so we have at least about 90 to 95% attendance every, every rehearsal. And, and what's good is that they've got something to look forward to now, this exactly. tour to yeah, tour. Singapore. So every, yeah. every season we, we give some interesting thing for them to look forward to. So now this is a Singapore trip. And uh, after that, maybe we may be doing a recording. Uh, we, this recording is about uh, four years old now, so I'm planning for one more recording of the choral music that we could do. And the recording that he's referring to is Choruses by Maestros, it's called. It's the Choir of the Madras Musical Association, conducted by my guest, Augustine Paul. And I think we're going to listen to one more piece by them. And since we've been talking about uh, Messiah, perhaps we should play the famous Hallelujah Chorus. That was the Hallelujah Chorus from Handel's Messiah, in a performance given by the Madras Musical Association, conducted by my guest in People of Note, Augustine Paul. And that more or less brings us to the end of the program tonight. You've been listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. My guest, as I've said, is Augustine Paul, conductor, voice trainer, and music teacher in the city of Chennai in South India. And he's just been visiting South Africa to see his family. And he's shortly off back to India, where he'll be preparing for his next tour to Singapore. So thank you very much for making the time to come and talk to us. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure and it's my joy to be here in uh, Classic 1027. This is awesome. And uh, my people back home will be very happy and proud that we were able to talk about India and the Indian music and the Madras Musical Association Choir, along with the Octet and the Chromatics. And who knows where this may lead to? Perhaps you yes. may come here, or somebody from South there. Africa, yes. or we may come and visit you in Madras. We should do a collaboration soon. So, there you are, listeners. Keep listening out for these unusual people that are interviewed on People of Note. So, thanks for listening. Thanks to Pete for helping us put the program together. And thanks again to Augustine Paul for making the time to come and talk to us. And until next time, from all of us here at Classic 1027, we wish you a very good night.